Hello, all you barren spinsters, or BSers, as I call us, and others who are alone but not lonely. Thank you for returning for Season 2, or welcome to Barren Spinster, not BS, for the first time. This is a podcast to tell the stories of how it is being alone in life, but with friends and a go-get-em attitude, we are not lonely. And if you are lonely, come join us. I hope this podcast lets you feel less alone, gives you a chuckle, or perhaps warn those still wanting a partner, perhaps children as, as I did. I'm hoping this podcast will celebrate all we can be and all we can do, although we're in our fifth decade or more and must march without a partner or children. We won't have what married people have, especially those with children. However, we still can, do, and should let our sparkle shine. Like season one, this podcast's goal is to create an online community for us BSers or other alone people to rant and celebrate together. So please send me an email or connect through social media. I can share your emails or comments in an episode if you give me permission. The email is baronspinsternotbs at gmail.com. baronspinsternotbs at gmail.com. All lowercase, no spaces. For social media, it is the name of this podcast with no spaces. So, Baron Spinster, not BS. And check out the social media this week for a few pics of Pompeii. Please allow me a tiny rant before I start this episode of Pompeii Peck. As you know from last season, I'm very attuned to marketers leaving BSers out of their campaigns all the time. If you remember, I entered a pizza parlor and there was a a special on. You could get two pizza slices for $5. But if you only wanted one, it wasn't two fifty. dollars Err. They jack up the price, leaving BSers who only want and need one pizza slice paying more or leave going without. And now, this season, my pizza rant continues. Recently, I've noticed there's two large pizza chains, and they're having this big special on one pizza. Only $7.99. One pizza, $7.99. It goes on and on. Aha. It's not true. In the small print, you have to buy two pizzas at least to get the deal. Err. BSers are left out again. I don't need two pizzas. I don't want two pizzas. I just want one. And I want the deal like the rest of us, rest of the non-BSers get. Okay. There's my rant. However... Fortunately, BSers, I have found a positive in this. Old El Paso Tacos for two hard taco dinner kits is our new positive. That's right, tacos for two, not for a family of six. A sensible amount of tacos in one box. Usually, we're left with storing all the unused ones for weeks or wasting the extra tacos. The, The amount meant for a family. A kit for two will allow us BSers to make dinner and lunch. Perfect. Thank you, old El Paso. Okay, rant over for this episode. Season 2, episode 11, Unhealthy Unions, was a heavy episode. So this week I'll go back to a lighter one. BSers, do you miss travel? I desperately do. After all, it's not only my hobby, but it is an advantage of being a BSer. We can travel when we want and where we want most of the time. We don't have to work around a partner's work schedule or children's school schedules or even be too concerned about the budget as not much else to spend our money on, just retirement and the old folks' home. 
If it weren't for COVID, I would have completed at least two more trips and a few getaways to nearby destinations. How about you? I miss travel so much. My sister and I have made up a travel game we enjoy playing together. We will find a city we like and research something cool we want to do and email it to the other. Then she'll find a great hotel and something else to do and email that back. By the end of the game, we have a nice hotel, great restaurants to enjoy, art galleries to visit, and fun activities. For our imaginary Paris trip, I went to the Paris Opera House. My sister does not enjoy ballet, so she found a cool jazz club near the Opera House. She waited for me there until the ballet was over. Then we went to a restaurant set in a historic building. For the morning, we found a small art gallery with a garden for our break. The best of the game is there is no budget. So we don't have to factor in expenses. We just enjoy the city through our emails to each other. Give it a try. Let me know. For this episode, I'll take you to Pompeii. I was there in 2019. I had time off work and went to Europe for eight weeks. I have stories of playing with fairies near the Blarney Stone, giraffes in the Roman Colosseum, being desperately lost in Venice, dining near the David, sailing to Capri, the Vatican, standing only feet away from the Pope, so exciting, the Munich National Theater, Van Gogh Museum, including Amsterdam's glorious cheese, and royal tourist sites in London. If you're interested in any of these stories, let me know. I kept a travel blog when I was traveling, so I can do another travel episode in this podcast. Being a travel writer would be one of my favorite jobs. It was a fantastic time in Europe. I joined local friends in Ireland and Amsterdam. Other friends joined me, and I had some alone legs. legs. Here's my entry from Pompeii. For this entry, two friends have joined me for my southern Italian leg. And spoiler alert, I was kissed in Pompeii. (laughs) Pompeii. Years ago, I heard my parish priest speaking of his trip to Pompeii. I'd learned of it at school, but did not know you could go there. Purpose of the Italian leg of my epic European vacation was to go to Pompeii. I was fascinated that the people were frozen in time. Their life just stopped by a track of lava, swallowing their town, their people, their life. And to think archaeologists thousands of years later allow us to peer into their life on permanent pause. I thought it'd be quite a journey to get there. I imagined it would be out in a field, like area of a sleepy village. Nope. If you're staying in Sorrento, you simply take the local subway. Well, like the subways that are above ground. I don't know what they're called, but I'm going to call it a subway. And it was just like a regular subway. It had dirt, graffiti. It was linking Sorrento to Pompeii and beyond. People would get on and off, doing their various stops, going into the city, going to work, running errands, whatever their day consisted of. In my head, I was screaming at the people, aren't you going to the great Pompeii like us? Nope, they were just going about their day probably tired of the tourists taking seats on their subway commute. Pompeii Scarve was the stop for us, just outside the current city of Pompeii. So there's actually a new Pompeii. That was cool to learn. As soon as you get off the train, the entrance to the archaeological site is across the street. Yep, it's that simple. Take a subway to Pompeii, get off, it's right there. Anywho, one of my friends went two years ago and advised us not to buy a tour as we would need more time than a tour allows. This made me very nervous. As a traveler, I'm a planner. I have it all down to the minutes. And 
Pompeii is a must-see, so I really didn't want to mess this up. But she insisted for me to trust her, so I did. And she was correct. When we entered Pompeii, inside the gates, waiting right there, were legit tour guides. They had badges. They weren't shysters. This was their job. You still had to buy your ticket to get into Pompeii, and then you'd meet with, with a tour guide. Your choice. Luckily, we were greeted by a lovely man. His name was Salvatore. He was 74 years old, still giving tours. Good for him. He has two sons, one in Britain. We got to know him. He was very friendly. He was willing to take us on a two-hour tour for 120 euros, divided by the number of people on the tour. So we were hoping nine people would join us. We waited about 15 minutes for him to gather the other people. However, he wasn't gathering, and we were excited and wanted to get into the ruins. Just by turning your head, just over your shoulder, you could actually see the ancient original entrance to Pompeii. So, losing my patience, I helped Salvatore. I gathered up my courage and loud mouth. Not too hard for me. I walked up and down the ticket line, calling out in English, Tours in English! Within minutes, two people stopped to listen to my pitch, and a family actually overheard me and asked to join us. We had our quorum. We were going to Pompeii. It was a two-hour walking tour. Without Salvatore, we would have missed so much of the real life of Pompeii. He explained how Pompeii was a prosperous business town. People enjoyed their life. When the volcano erupted, it was the gas that killed them, not the lava. My first misconception. When you look at the found bodies, most are covering their mouth. It was really sad that they did not have to run from lava, but they thought, oh, I'll just cover my mouth and I'll be saved. We know that's not true. So that led to my second misconception that the town was not buried in lava, rather than rather the inhabitants died from poisonous gas. Next learning was when the town was devastated, people still decided to rebuild the town. I didn't know that. Unfortunately, after 17 years of rebuilding the town, there was another volcano. After this volcano, no one rebuilt Pompeii. Salvatore showed us the original walls and the rebuilt ones with newer materials put on top. He took us to the church area where there was a church being built and before it could be finished, the second volcano came. So they just left it. We, worked, we walked on the original roads and sidewalks. What struck me was it was an actual city, not just a site. You could look down streets and alleyways and see where the rows of houses would have been and peek into their backyards just as you would today in any modern city. It was fascinating and a bit eerie. In the road, Salvatore showed us small white rocks placed here and there. Why? At night, the white rocks glowed, helping people see the road at night, an invention still used today, night lights. Salvatore would always say, a good idea. Yes, we were to learn how much the Pompeii inventions are still used today. And Salvatore would always say, a good idea. Also on the roads are large rocks. The chariot wheels left a groove on either end of the road and were high enough to go over the rocks. Why large rocks? When it rained or there was flooding, the road was too muddy to walk on to cross the street. So one stepped on the rocks. A good idea. Everywhere you looked, you saw city streets, shops, and forums. And we saw archaeologists still working on revising the city. I can't wait to go back. Salvatore showed us the fitness center of the town. It had locker rooms just like ours, 
an outside court for larger sports and a sauna, a good idea. Back on the streets, one shop had large open barrel-like structures. He taught us those had fish and chicken in them. It was the fast food restaurant of Pompeii. Hmm, a good idea? Yep, we still use those today. Next, on a regular tour, Salvador, not on a regular tour, Salvador showed us the brothel of the time, as well as the phallic symbol in the road to show people how to get there. Like he said, they enjoyed their life. A good idea? You decide. After the tour, while we were paying Salvador, he thanked me for gathering the group by giving me a peck on my cheek. When I tell the story, I say, I've been kissed in Pompeii. Take that, non-BSers. Have, have you been kissed in an ancient town that might have been might have invented the brothel? Well, even so, you can give me this one. After the tour, we stopped at the restaurants near the subway stop for refreshments. Back at our Airbnb, we had a rest before dinner. When in Italy, you have to decide if you'll dine on fresh homemade lasagna, ravioli, cannelloni, or pizza. What will I have? Oh, Sorrento problems. Traveling to Italy? Definitely a good idea. The quote for this episode comes from Paula Benfield. She is a freelance writer, traveler, and amateur photographer. Travel opens your heart, broadens your mind, and fills your life with stories to tell. There are so many travel quotes that speak to me. I must pick one more in hopes that if you BSers are hesitant to travel solo, please don't hesitate. Travel is so fulfilling and so much fun. You can do it. This quote is an unauthored one, so let's pretend you are just back from your first solo travel and a naysayer asks you about your spirit, your experience. You confidently say, as you travel solo, being totally responsible for yourself, you will discover just how capable you are. Please go on social media and tell me your favorite travel quote or your travel story. A day trip outside the city counts. Wishing you peace, my fellow BSers or others who are alone. Until next time, Baron Spinster, not BS, at gmail.com. Baron Spinster, not BS, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.